got a few screws loose since the days of my youth. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose, and I'm telling you the truth. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose. You don't really want proof. It's a few screws loose podcast. I got a few screws loose. Why do what I do? It's a few screws loose podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of A Few Screws Loose, the podcast where we have mental health discussions by mentally ill men of color. My name is Dan and you can keep up with me on Twitter and on IG at I am Dan on drugs. Keep up with the show on Twitter, IG, as well as YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. And I'm P in Charlotte. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at P from Charlotte, all one word. And if you wanted to support the show, uh, don't forget, we mention it every week that our our store is now open. We do have merchandise on our website at a few screws loose dot com forward slash shop. And let me jump in now, real quick, today, too, real quick and- on, on, on that note. Um, one more thing for our followers, whether you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook or YouTube, we highly appreciate it. Um, if you like, click that like button, subscribe, click the notification buttons um, on YouTube in particular. You know, um, it really helps us. A lot of these social media platforms, Instagram included, have changed the um, I don't know if it's called the algorithm or what, um, but you, yeah. you don't always see the videos of the people you follow as frequently as you used to. And no, and you, YouTube is notorious for that. So if you check us out on any of those platforms, please don't forget, click a like, subscribe, follow, and click that bell on YouTube so you can stay up to date because we definitely would appreciate it. And we don't want you guys to miss none of our interesting, interesting, groundbreaking content. Yeah, man. Last time someone said click a bell, that joint ended up broken Philly somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in Philly. Assholes. Man. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a a more serious topic, and that is aging. So, I guess I'll start by saying um, being born in the 80s makes us old now, and we're watching a lot of our contemporaries pass away, and it's not like it just started now, but I'd say over the past maybe 10 to 12 years, even into our mid 20s, we've watched so many people we've come up with die. And some sometimes it's just completely unexpected, completely just a a surprise, a shock. But then when you you look at others, you know, um, because P and I both did come up with people who lived more or less a street life. And you're kind of like, eh, yeah. You kind of not. I don't want to say you expected it, but it didn't surprise well, you. Well, I'll say I'll now, say you're not saying. Oh well, I expected that from him. Or well, what did he expect? You know, you know what I mean. Like like insensitive people in the wake of Sean Taylor's murder ultimately assume that he was a gangster. Oh, you get what you deserve. No, that's that's not what Dan's saying. It's it's just one of those things where, of course, if you're in the streets more, 
you run more of an opportunity of something bad happening. That's kind of what Dan is talking to. So don't nobody take that the wrong way and send angry tweets or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, some, but uh, more, more recently, uh, I'll let you take this one, P, but not that long ago, uh, the dude that got us into podcasting uh, passed away. And we did talk about that on a previous episode. That was uh, a just out of nowhere that just surprised to everyone. But uh, more recently, somebody else uh, passed. You want to take this, Pete? Yeah, it's shocking because, you know, there was a time when I was more active on Facebook where periodically, especially around All Souls Day, um, that's a, that's a, a feast day that we celebrate in the Catholic Church on uh, um, November 2nd. And All Saints Day is November 1st, the day after Halloween. And that's where all that comes from, um, where I would do a typical post and just try to name as many people that I'd known who passed away over the years. And Outside of family members, it's amazing when I start to get to friends and I start to lose count. And there are people who I think about and I'm like, oh, I forgot they passed away. Like Dan alluded to the I call him the godfather of this podcasting thing for us, because let me tell you something. None of us ever considered podcasting. I'd never even listened to a podcast prior to being introduced to Jason. And, you know, and Jason was we called him Black GOP. OK, um, he ran his, his network called True Radio Network. Shout out to True Radio Network. You know, we all have been on that network at some point. Um, real good guy. Um, started from scratch, self-built, you know, made his connections and everything. And, 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 you know, frankly, I've known of him and I've known of a couple of friends of his in passing through the years because he was a couple of years older than us. He lived in Delray from Alexandria. But I met so many new people that are good friends now just through his work. And when he passed, one of the promises was um, that he would, you know, that, that that the network would keep going. And so far, the shows would keep going. And I'm going to give a shout out. You know, you got Hertz House. You know, you got those guys who are keeping the True Radio Network going that Jason started in honor of him. And he was, yeah, but that was a huge shock. Um, you know, we lost a, a, a friend from many years ago. I hadn't seen him much since I'd moved away, but I would run into him periodically when I would go back home to visit. And, you know, I would always talk to him for 15, 20 minutes. I would talk to him periodically on social media, but, um, you know, he, he was a good guy, man. Um, you know, people, you know, we, we call it Joan and people would Joan on him a lot because he stuttered. But here's the thing about him. If you Joan, you typically knew how to Joan back. And he Joan too. And he would laugh at his own jokes and he didn't take himself too seriously. But at the same time, you know, he was a good dude, a real dude. I, I, I've never met anyone with anything bad to say about him. And I found out he man, hold on. I can say something bad about him right quick, man. Yo, I hated that nigga for like three years, right? Because he used to play football with me. <laughs> we were on the same team. And we used to run this drill. I don't think they do it anymore called um, Bull in a, bull in a no, Circle. No, they I don't do that no more. <laughs> they well, they're not supposed to do that no more. I can't say if they really do. Man. But. Not no more. Yo, you you used to, I'm sure anybody who's played football our age knows exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't, you lay all the whole team forms a circle around two players. And then each of those players lay on the ground flat on your back. One has the ball. One doesn't. (laughs) And coach blows the whistle. You both get up and you run towards each other in this circle and try to stick the living shit out of each you other. Better not be up this last. This one particular time, man. This one time, I had the ball, and I'm like, man, I'm a run, I'm a run his ass over, I'm a run his ass over. So I dipped my shoulder pad to stick him. Like I, I was trying to run, like uh, who was it, Walter Payton tried or get, something? Trying to get lower. To, yeah, man, he went lower than <laughs> I went, and his 
helmet hit my kneecap and I was running full speed. That was the worst fucking pain I've ever felt in my life. Like just man, that shit hurt. I hated that motherfucker for like three years after I stopped playing football and I still hated his ass. Like, man, that nigga hit my kneecap with his hey, helmet. What's the old school ad- <laughs> adage about football? The low man wins. You know, I don't know if these, I, I don't yeah. know if they still teach that. I would think they would because of the concussions now. But you know what? Low man usually wins. <laughs> man, but what's crazy is his ass was taller than me. And I'm like, how the fuck you do that? But ain't nobody want to run those laps because if, like P said, if you're the last, if you're not the last one standing, uh, the way our coach used to do it is you got to run extra was laps. That the coach ain't that had the dogs? Run them laps? Yeah, chick. chick man, yeah. I hated that. Oh, nigga, did man. you know? I'm sorry. Please. You can keep this in show if you're not. Did you know Mr. Gray? Not Mr. Gray from Paul Kelly. The other Mr. Gray that was at Charles Houston and Lee. Dark skin. I'm black. Yeah. He was like real black. Yeah, I know. He passed away uh, the other week. He coached <clears throat> him, Chick, uh, all those guys. You know what I'm saying? He 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 just passed away recently. I just saw like last week. I think he coached uh, when I played uh, AAU. He coached everybody. I think. I'm pretty sure. If sh- you played football. I'm pretty sure he coached. If you played football in Alexandria, he coached everybody. He one of those legends, like I was saying, like Chick and like, like Larry, like, uh, you know, I mean, you everybody knows him. So, yeah, I saw he passed away the other week. See, man, and it, it just keeps on happening over and over. And who who was the dude you sent me a, a, a couple of weeks ago passed away? Uh, dude that you used to lift uh, weights with at, uh, at the rec center. Oh, shit. I'm trying to think. Uh, which rec? Dark skinned dude. Um, older, older dude. He was real dark skinned. And uh, he used to work at Core Kelly. Damn. Um, you know what? And, and you know what? This is a, this is a living example of what I said a second ago. You lose so many people, you start to forget. And I'm now I don't even remember because there have been like three more people since then who have passed away. And for the life of me, I can't remember. But I guarantee you, in in a few weeks, I mean, in a few weeks, in a few minutes, Wait, I what? will remember. What was it, his name? Melvin. Um, I can't recall. I got it. It's a shame. I mean, and, and and anybody listening, that's what I mean. That's how that that's a shame. And. I know a lot of people our age lose a lot of people, but from where we're from, it's a little different. Everyone's close knitted and, you know, grew up in the same city and the names start to run together and you know a lot of people. And I'm man, and, and I'm trying to remember, but it's just a, it's just astounding yeah. at how how easy it is to just lose track because it happens so much. Yeah, man. And, you know, you don't and I, I can speak for for myself, at least here is when I was 17, like that's I want to say that's when I was really running the streets the most and doing some of the most outlandish, crazy shit that you kind of living as if you're invincible. And that's actually what what I thought at 17 is I can't die. I'm too young. Nothing can happen to me. And, you know, you you don't really start to look at your own mortality, at least uh, I didn't start to look at my own mortality until probably about my 30th birthday. And I said, fuck, man. Just like I said, uh, we started losing people in our 20s. And even then, I'm just like, damn, man, damn, you know, you know, we lost a couple. But then once you get into your 30s, it's like, yo, once you tally up the ones you lost in your 20s, the ones you lost in your 30s, like anybody can go, man. And like some of these brothers wasn't even sick. Um, a chick that I was locked up with, 
she had uh, got out and she was trying to get her life together. She ended up passing away a couple years ago. And there was a, another another chick that uh, we went to. White, well, that, he uh, went to high school that, with. White girl. That was her. By yeah, the way, in case um, somebody got something smart to say, that was her nickname. OK, that was that was her nickname. Accepted. All the white girls. Name, yeah. All the white girls name was but, that. White but, girl. you know, people be tripped. That was her accepted nickname that she didn't mind. You know what I'm saying? So just in case somebody get angry or whatever, you know, people these days. Yeah. So like in that and in that case, that that one really bothered me. And uh, P's the one that told me because I, I, I really I don't keep up with people that I came up with anymore because I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm tired of hearing about the bad shit, tired of hearing about people's problems. I'm tired of seeing people do bad. So it, as selfish as that sounds, it, it's more or less I'm trying to preserve my mental peace with little bit I have. But P uh, told me about this, sent me the article. She was in an abusive relationship. Nobody would do anything for her. And the way that they found out she passed away is her child didn't go to school for multiple days in a row. And then they went to the house and found found her dead in her house. And if I'm not mistaken, her child had been in that house for, what, three days? Yeah, uh, multiple days. Thankfully, the child was okay. You know, I mean, you know, okay, given the circumstance. Right. Right. And I I mean, I'm not going to judge like and I know a lot of people out here will fucking judge just hearing that story. How could you kill yourself with your child in your house? You know what? I, I can't judge. judge nobody, man. We don't know what she was going through. He, people go through we, a lot of and, shit. And, you know, running joke. Paul was a firefighter. I've seen people that I've known who committed suicide, people that were highly respected in the fire department that were retired that committed suicide and we ran the call. I mean, you know, the first thing you always hear is, I never thought they would do that. Well, no shit. Because typically when they do that, they don't want you to know. And, um, you know, yeah. that's just how it goes, man. And it's it's just like Dan said, it gets sad because you you have to preserve your own mental uh, health af- after some point because um some people, you know, aren't even aren't even sick. I mean, hell, Dan, you, you, people I forget. And I think I'm safe saying his name. Remember Julius? Big Julius. Remember, you remember yeah. him? I yeah. mean, that was a that was a yeah. shocker many years ago, you know, and it's, it's just, it, you know, that was just the beginning. He had, um, he had what sleep apnea or something yeah, like I think that. He huh? had sleep apnea. Like, um, I think Reggie white, like Reggie white did. And that was what killed Reggie white. And I had a friend from the fire department recently. Uh, well not recently, but, um, who died a few years back. He just celebrated his death anniversary in October. And he was a great friend of mine. I, I learned carpentry under him and used to work with him when I was still a firefighter doing, you know, drywall ceilings, basements. And, um, you know, the anniversary of his death was recently. And, and, you know, just add that to the list of former colleagues, coworkers, friends. I mean, it's, it's man, a shame, man. A couple, couple more too, man. And, you know, and the, the, there's a reason why we're laying all this death out here. Um, just so, you know, I don't want y'all to, to think, Man, y'all just sitting here reminiscing about people y'all knew who died. Well, in a sense, we are. Well, you know what? If somebody say that, if, a broader if, picture. if somebody says that, then they're they're an insensitive asshole, and you know, whatever. You know, I mean, coming from the person who just said white girl. Huh? <laughs> I said, coming from the person who just said, yeah, I'm Hey, white man, girl. that was her nickname. Shit. That's like me saying, hey, uh, hey, hey, you know, my name is Mike, but my white friends call me nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. But, yo, we had, um, we have a mutual friend. Uh, P, P still talks to this friend. I, I don't. 
And there there was a series of events that happened to where she lost somebody very close to her as far as like a life partner. Um, same situation. Uh, it, it was a suicide and she hasn't been the same since. And what's what's crazy is. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 I, sorry, sorry. Real quick. Cut you off. Yeah, well, I remember now. Great dude. Great dude. I, I'm going to say his name. Keith. I love Keith to death. Damn, I said Melvin. Yeah, but you know, I mean, Keith was a great guy, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Dan, but I had to say it when I because I just saw his picture. It was Keith? Keith was one of the guys who got me in the gym, motivated me, always full of life, always full of spirit. Great guy, funny. Nobody had a bad thing to say about him. He was a great dude, man. And when he when he died, that was sad, man, because the whole city, the whole city loved Keith. anybody that knew Keith loved Keith. So. That was I'm sorry to interrupt. That was who Dan was 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 referencing a minute ago. And then that's even more shocking that, you know, three people have since Keith passed away. And that was on October in October right. have passed away. And I've already almost forgotten. And, and that's a shame, man. So, yeah. Then and going back to, you know, our mutual friend who hasn't been the same since um since her her life partner basically uh killed himself. And it, it, it's like. When you watch the aftermath and we've seen this, too, just in our in our families, when somebody passes, you're sad. Sure, you're sad. But a a lot of people like to think, okay, they're going on to a better place or if they were sick. Oh, they don't have to suffer anymore. Whatever you say to make yourself feel better. But watching the aftermath. Now, this is, you know, the main topic of the show, too, is the aftermath of death. That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Watching people grieve for decades like my my grandfather passed away in 93. My grandmother is still grieving in 2019. That shit don't go away, man. Never. My granddad died in December of 1989, which is 33. Sorry, which is 30 years ago this year. And I still grieve him every single day, every single day, especially around December. So. For people to say it dulls, it it never dulls. It never goes away. And, it, and, it's, and it's nothing wrong with that. You have people telling you, oh, get over it or you'll move on. You know, if you don't, you don't. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give you an example in history. Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, died when he was roughly 44, 45. Um, she lived like another 55 years all by herself. And she wore black every day for the rest of her life. And she mourned him every single day. So you know what? You, 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 no Man. one has a right to tell you how to grieve, you know, unless it's something unhealthy, yeah. obviously. Um, no one has a right to tell you how to grieve. That That's a nigga that made them cigars, huh? Prin- no, no. Uh, what's Prince Albert named after him? The old joke, <laughs> my father told me the old joke when they, uh, they used to call the, uh, <laughs> the old like highs and stuff, fast, uh, uh, uh convenience stores. And, it, and, and Prince Albert used to be in, uh, chewing tobacco. And they would call the store and say, hey, do you have Prince Albert in a can? And they'd say, yeah. And the joke was, let him out. <laughs> and then they'll hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But I'm, I'm telling you, the aftermath is is ugly. And like some of the things and P and I were just talking about this the other day is in. Oh, let's start with insurance money. That that's one of the things that I'm not sure if it's just in 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 our community. I I don't know, but everything becomes about money, about life insurance policies, about belongings, about property. Like y- y'all just put the person in the ground, and now everybody is fighting over over money. Over like shoot, some people like, don't yo, even wait that long. Some people trying to, to yeah. Pull. There, there's an old story about the King of England. I think it was King Henry the. Ooh, sixth or Henry the seventh <laughs> when his when the old king died 
the new king took the king's crown off his head and put it on his head. And the old king grabbed him by his arm and said, essentially, I'm not dead yet, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, damn, like, can you yeah, wait a few more and, minutes? <laughs> man, that, and that's what that that's what happens, man. It, it's just it's ugly. I've never seen the aftermath of a death be anything other than ugly. And you just see the worst in people. People I'm speaking for for my family and things I saw. Some people I would have never expected to, to act as ugly as they acted afterwards. But all of a sudden, once this person's gone, everybody's entitled to like th th this person could have had five kids. All of them are entitled to his house. All of them are entitled to his money. All of them are entitled to a life insurance. Like, yo, man, what the fuck? And then families break up. That's why when grandparents like you remember that movie Soul Food, uh -huh. how um it's like after the grandparents pass away that's no lie the families fucking yeah, fall apart because the grandparents are the glue they are who hold the family together sure and without them shit what, what you got you got a whole bunch of people fighting over their shit it's a shame and it's not just our community you know it, it is you know pretty much every community that has laws where you have those types of inheritances and that's why a lot of richer people um i'm bringing up a lot of history here but, you know, back in the day, royal families and rich families like the Rothschilds family and, and don't talk no conspiracy theory crap. They were just bankers. You know, um, the old royal families, they would only allow their daughters to marry male members of their families. And that was to keep the wealth in the family. That wasn't because they were purrs, but that was because if you marry outside of the family and then you have a daughter, then that daughter marries another man who's not a family member. Then she brings a dowry, which means that's millions of dollars that you lose. So that's why a lot of rich people, even like the Roosevelt's, the same thing. They would marry cousins because they kept the wealth in the family. But I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm just saying um, it's not, um, you know, exclusive to our community. It, it's a it runs rampant, actually. And it's a shame because, you know, you would think that people that would be the last thing on people's minds. But apparently not. Nah, it's the first. So what I want to ask you now, because we we both seen a side of death that I, I would venture to say everyone's seen at some point or another. But you have a unique uh, you have a unique perspective, being that you were a first responder. And oftentimes you were one of the first people on the scene when there was a death, whether it be an accident, whether it be a suicide, whether, you know, heart attack, even what like what, what's the what's the reaction by the family members or or whoever's there at the time to care for that person? Luckily, most of the time I've run cardiac arrests, um, they were with their spouse and they're older. Their kids aren't around. So when that would happen, I would typically have and you, I only I, I can only recall doing CPR on a woman one time, which is strange. But um, I remember one woman was asking, is he going to be OK? He was dead. You know, you got to look this old woman and tell her, uh, uh, we'll see what we can do because you're not allowed legally to say he'll be fine. You can't give a diagnosis. That's against the law. So you would have to say, oh, we'll see. We'll try um, knowing he's not coming back. But um, I do have a funny story once. You know, people used to think I was Puerto Rican all the time. They still do. Or Dominican or you, you name it. Every light skinned person is always something else. Right. So um, <laughs> there was a I, I was running a, a Mexican man. And I know he was Mexican because we had to ask for information, country of origin and all that filling out paperwork. And he was having a severe heart attack at the time. Now, he was still able to talk and respond. But we had him connected to the EKG and was reading his heart monitor. I mean, his, his heart rhythm. And it was it was he was dying. 
And I remember standing there and his wife, while he's sitting there dying, sweating like crazy, having trouble breathing, you know, she's staring at me, smiling and winking at me. And I'm looking at her like, are you crazy? Do you know your husband's about to die here? And she was looking at me smiling. She had to be like 55 years old. It was the strangest thing, man. My captain saw it and he was laughing his ass off. But um, I actually do think his ass. Well, I do think he survived because we got him to the hospital in time and we didn't hear um, from the nurses that he did pass. So um, at, at least back then, which was well over a decade ago, he's probably dead now. But at least back then he did survive. <laughs> Damn, man. So ha- have you run any run into any calls where it's like you have a house full of people and you have somebody who's obviously uh, deceased? Um, Just once or twice. Uh, one guy was dead taking out the trash. They he, he didn't come in from the side of the house taking the trash out. And he was maybe 35, 40 overweight guy. Um, but we did all our work on him outside and we usually try to, um, control the environment. So the, so the family bystanders or whatever don't see, because, you know, it's an ugly sight. You cracking ribs, you hear them cracked, you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, you might throw up some blood comes out. You don't want to see that. It, it, it is, it is a very traumatic thing to see. So I've never actually saw people arguing or anything. Um, well, there was one time when I ran a, th- he was about 14 years old. He got shot in the heart. Directly in the heart with a 22. There was no blood. Dead in the street. No blood. He got, it was a little hole directly in his chest, right in his heart. No blood. Stopped it right there. And his friends were panicking because they were just fighting some other kids. And apparently one of the other kids, you know, who was uh, kind of friends with both groups, but neutral, was sitting there screaming like, I told y'all stop, stop tripping. I told, you know, just, just going off, pretty much trying to blame all his friends and stuff. But it's like, they were sitting there crying. It was like, is he okay? And I'm like, man, this boy dead. So that was one time I did see people fighting. Well, not physically, but arguing over the death of someone in a traumatic circumstance. Because, I mean, you kind of got a feel for the guy who was friends with both of them. He probably was trying to be the peacemaker. No one wanted to listen to him. And now one of their friends got killed. Now, did you guys give um did so? Well, two two other questions I want to ask, too, because I'm I'm genuinely curious. Uh, did you guys give any like resources or anything to people who witnessed like uh, some sort of traumatic death or traumatic event as far as, yo, uh, you know, uh, counselors or anything like that? Was that part of your duty? Not mine. But when we have any uh, a cardiac arrest, shooting, murder or any DOA or death, we have an EMS supervisor response. EMS six was ours. Um, EMS Battalion 406. So. I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he all he would talk to the families and oversee the call. And in, in the hospitals like at, um, you know, the hospital that we would go to, for example, they had a consultation room with the families. And you would usually see the EMS captain in there talking to families or doctors. So I'm not sure if the EMS captain did. Now, I'm, I, I would assume that's part of his job because he did deals with families. He deals with death. You know, he did while we deal with death. Once we transfer care, you're out of our hands. He has to deal with a lot of aftermath. So um, I would assume a part of his job is maybe grief counseling. Um, I do know that part of the shift officer's job is grief counseling and uh, mediation for the shift mem- for the shift members if we if we request it. But you know, macho firemen, we don't request that shit and. You know, now because of it, I'm yeah. fired and don't work and have nightmares all the time. So maybe I should have requested it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you still would have got fired. Nah, and though. I still would have nightmares. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. So, yeah, like just the aftermath of death and looking at your own mortality. 
I told P earlier today, actually, that one of the reasons that I enjoy doing these podcasts is because if if I were to die tomorrow or the next day or the next day, yo, there are hours, hundreds of hours actually out here. Like if family wanted to go back and listen to me, if my mama wanted to go back and listen to me, if Becky wanted to go back and listen, anybody who wanted to go back and listen to me is there. And once you put it on the internet, it's there. So, um, you know, that that's one of the reasons I enjoy doing these podcasts and also enjoy showing different sides of myself because some of some of the sides that uh, our listeners here, you know, some days I'll be joking and clowning around. I'm always joking. Some days I'll be serious. Some days I'll be passionate about things. And, you know, it's uh, that's all reflective in our in our podcast. But some of my family members don't get to see those sides. So I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool to have hundreds of hours of audio recordings out here to where, you know, yo, if you if you ever want to go back and, and remember me or listen to me, it's out there. And, yo, our, our parents generations, our parents, parents generations didn't have that. They didn't have the ability to leave behind basically, you know, just audio and stuff. I mean, we were lucky if we had what home VHS tapes. Hey, I had beta growing up. I used to watch Ghostbusters 2, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and uh, Goonies and Monster Squad on beta. Yeah, beta sucked. Beta was off the chain. <laughs> what you talking about? Beta failed because Sony fucked up. Sony didn't let nobody else market, make beta, make beta videotapes. They wanted to own the property rights to it, sort of like HD DVD and why DVD ended up winning. So Sony messed up and wouldn't let nobody else make beta tapes. So they went out of business. Yeah. That was Sony's fault. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. And so, yeah, I I mean, that's just one of the the cool things about uh, podcasting, man. I mean, you you ever think the same thing or is it just like, eh, whatever? Hey, let me tell you something. If you ain't figured this out yet already, I forgot the question. (laughs) That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why I, I tell when she started talking about that's, beta. <laughs> that's why I was talking about beta because I was hoping that that was something about what you said. I had I I'd forgot the question. I was trying to look up some stats <laughs> to see if there was like an age range of, you know, comparing from back in the day. Because I saw a stat that said that this is the first generation where we live in shorter than our parents. But then I just lost track of the question. So you got to ask me that question yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, in, in short, is I was saying how uh, podcasting is cool because if I were to die tomorrow, family can go back and listen to all the different sides of me and, and things that I had to say if they want to reminisce or whatever, remember me by. We, our parents' generation, didn't have that. Their, our grandparents damn sure didn't have that. So the closest thing we had were home movies. And you had to be rich to have a camcorder in the 90s. Yeah. Or still, I, I wish that we had yeah. a camcorder. Um, my father used to get a camcorder every few weeks when he would work at the school. He would be able to take one home occasionally. And I remember when he brought one home. This was in the 80s. And my granddad was in it. And man, uh, oh, man, I swear to God, I, I really wish I had those videos, man. I was probably in first. I was no, I was in second grade and he actually died that year. And, you know, I, I'd give anything to have those videos again, but I don't have them. You know, yep. I don't know what happened to them. I think I might have taped over them on accident, moving or whatever, but um, I don't have them. But I would have, man, I would pay. If somebody said, hey, I got 
video of your granddad that your father took of you guys in the apartment in 1988, 89. I'll sell it to you for $10,000. I'd go pay $10,000 for that fucking video. And I'm not, and I'm not joking because that type of stuff is priceless, man. Exactly. And that, and that's what's, you know, like, again, again, that's what's so, so good about podcasting is if something were to happen to you and, you know, 10 years down the line, your kids wanted to listen, listen to you because they haven't heard you in 10 years. Yo, you're on record, you know, on a podcast. They could pull it up on their smartphones or their Google implants by then or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the and, damn you know, uh, so, iRobot hologram fucking T-1000 <laughs> yeah. machine. You know, I, I just hope my kids don't hear some of these episodes because, you know, I, I say some strange things occasionally. So, um, but you know, they know me. So. I'm sure you say they, strange they, things around like, oh, them. That, that's probably why they don't listen to me now. They're like, oh, that's just dad. That's just daddy. He ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. But that that's why you got to get, get on this, uh, get on this video shit a little more too, man. So, you know, just like I said, in the future, if hey, somebody wants to go back and, and to remember you, you know, I mean, they got your voice, but you know, video too, man. Once I got my space cleared up, I, I saw something interesting in the loft space. My, kids put a shelf up and they got little trinkets and collectibles in the background i'm like huh i like collectibles i like trinkets i can show off my shit right there and we got a bright ass led light in there so that might be the move yeah yeah oh there you go so anyway ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode of a few screws loose the podcast and as you see we're back on our original schedule so uh be looking for us uh bi-weekly you can keep up with me on twitter and ig at i am dan on drugs you can keep up with the show on twitter ig as well as youtube and on whatsapp snapchat as well as Flicker and photo bucket. Damn. As cruise loose pop. We on oh yeah, Black Planet, Asian Avenue, yep. Mijinte, whatever the fuck you call it. Spent the the the, his, the Latino Black Man. Planet, uh MySpace, what else? Oh, I forgot about that. They did add the different the different uh ethnicity, yeah. uh like the black planet. Hey, joint. I had an account. I bet you used to be on that Asian joint. I had an account on Asian Avenue. I told and I told my wife that and she laughed. <laughs> She said she didn't. I said, well, you ain't missing nothing. Man. <laughs> this nigga, hey, what, what, what's your name? Tweet. <laughs> Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone Gwen. <laughs> Tyrone Lee Johnson. <laughs> this nigga ain't Asian. <laughs> Man. Anyway, tell the people where they can find you, P. You can find me, P from Charlotte, on Instagram, on Twitter, at P from Charlotte, all one word. And like Dan said, on YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. Remember, please, please, please. And I'm I'm not begging y'all, but I'm begging y'all. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Check the notification bell. Share us. Comment on us. Rate us on uh, the Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to us at. And just show, just keep us, keep showing us love, man. Y'all didn't show this love already. And um, like Dan mentioned in the last video, we we posted on one of our uh, YouTube videos. If you watch YouTube, you would have saw it. The award-winning Screws Loose podcast. So uh, check us out, man. We definitely appreciate it, man. Until next time, people. Peace. Peace.